kidding. Welcome back to the Over Manga Cast. That time we woke up in a podcast and had to explain manga. Our heated adventures over analyzing manga we find interesting. It's your favorite host, Jay, here. And on this episode, we read Call of the Night by Kotoyama. Chapters 1 through 18. You're going to want to stay up for this one. Stay tuned. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Over Manga Cast. My name is Sam, and as always, here at the top of the show, we talk about what our familiarity with the series we read this week is. This is another uh, I've never heard of it before. Uh, the first I heard of this was when we were uh, taking a look at what animus were coming out so we would know what mangoes to read, and uh, now here we are. Honestly, I wish I had heard of it before because this was... <laughs> this is hilarious. We'll get more into why, but I really enjoyed this one. Uh, Matt, how about you? Oh, uh, deviating from the group a bit, uh, I've actually read the first volume of this when this came out because uh, it was very heavily displayed at the bookstore I normally go to. So... Uh, I read the first volume of the two we read, so it's like a 50-50 split for new for me. All right, Jay? So, as a self-reported vampire aficionado here, um, this has been on my radar for past few months now. Um, I have unfortunately had some aspects of it spoiled for me online, um, but this has been something that I've seen snippets of, memes of all of that um but reading it this is going to be a fresh and unedited take all right and jacob uh no clue this ever existed until it was on the reading list so <laughs> and now here we are all right so uh we start our story uh in uh, as one might expect from the uh, title of this manga, in the dead of night, as a young man does as young men do and uh, sneaks out in the middle of the night. But uh, our protagonist, Koyamori, is not uh, leaving his home in uh, the dark hours for any nefarious purpose. He just can't sleep. Same, honestly. Very, very, very relatable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pretty nefarious purpose. <laughs> <laughs> So he just enjoys wandering around in the dark, alone, but for a few other weirdos out late at night. He also joined, like, an online group for people who can't sleep Mm -hmm. and, like, ignored all the advice because most of it was just like, talk to someone you care about, like a trusted friend or family member. And he's like, no, I'm a loner. I'll go out on my own. What about the cool people who don't listen to the advice? And it was just a whole bunch of people who go out drinking. And he's like, that doesn't help me either. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 14. I can't drink booze. Well, he doesn't. He also doesn't express like an interest in it. So it's not like, oh, this is forbidden. I can't. It's just like, eh, not really my thing. <laughs> that resolve doesn't last him too long, though, because one of the plot points of the first chapter is him like buying a beer at a vending machine. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's naughty. Ooh. No. <laughs> <laughs> not yet. Not yet. Not, he not does yet, some not things yet. that are that. Buying the beer is very not a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> it's very tame. And he is interrupted in this, though, by a mysterious stranger. A mysterious creeper, in fact. <laughs> it's a very, very good way of describing her, yes. <laughs> yes, she's wearing the full-on creeper getup and everything. Mm-hmm. And then we see our entrance of our pro fellow protagonist 
Nazuna, na, Nanakusa. <laughs> the vampire. <laughs> uh, though we don't know that she is a vampire yet. Uh, she is just a weird girl in a weird getup who uh, wanders up to people asking if they can't sleep and is like, I can help people with insomnia. Just follow me into this creepy abandoned building. Into this abandoned building. <laughs> Honestly, I think her being a vampire is not even like, even knowing that, and we'll talk about this later. It's like, yeah, she's a vampire, but she's just a creepy individual in general. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. She's, uh, <laughs> well, I mean, she is dead <laughs> or, or whatever vampires I, count as. I in this. don't think we've had that confirmed. <laughs> That's true. Might be making some vampiric assumptions here, but. Well, she yeah. does refer to herself as undead. Yeah. So that was another thing I was thinking of is just how this vampire lore compare and contrast to other vampire lore, because it's really interesting kind of seeing how it is adapted or mm. various at um deviations from what i guess would be considered the mainstream yeah consideration what are the specific rules because it's like the the manga makes it pretty clear very early on that the broad strokes are true but they like even by the end of the first chapter they explain that how people become vampire is somewhat different from the the pop culture version Poor Ko, he he basically fakes going to sleep because he's kind of expecting that he's gonna get like mugged or or something. something. That's, yeah, it's definitely not what he assumed walking into this girl's apartment to a completely bare apartment with just a futon on the floor <laughs> and and a stereo and a box of tissues. Like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and then she takes off the the cloak. It it is a yeah. black trench coat with the hood pulled up. It is. Yeah. Like, I'm just saying her being a vampire is more just an off offshoot of this. It, She's just creepy. <laughs> it is a bit of a flasher outfit, and then she takes it off to reveal a bit of a flasher outfit. <laughs> <laughs> An extremely cropped crop top, booty shorts, and um You don't understand. Leather bikini was, is what it is. She was actually yeah. wearing the trench coat because she was cold. But <laughs> But well, she didn't you know. want she didn't want to take off the drip. Yeah, I know. Sometimes you just feel like wearing booty shorts, but you're still cold, but you don't want to wear pants. You you can't mess up the Zetai Ryuki. <laughs> so you have to wear the trench coat to stay warm. <laughs> but uh Ko uh pretends to go to sleep. Uh which he is actually quite good at, uh having mastered that through his insomnia. And so he is awake when <laughs> creepy girl leans over him saying that human blood tastes best at night dinner is served going for his neck and then she takes one sip and falls back in shock because he's so tasty there, there's definitely not a metaphor in that anywhere <laughs> definitely oh, oh, not Jacob, <laughs> this entire manga is constantly shoving metaphors <laughs> down your throat <laughs> <laughs> The vampires themselves are a metaphor, <laughs> like... <laughs> You're not wrong. Yeah, and uh, Ko immediately wakes up, and uh, she is uh, distressed to learn that uh, her victim was aware <laughs> during the feeding process. She tries to pass it off as a really big mosquito, but no, <laughs> she is the mosquito. There's a sucking is joke in here. 
Eh, oh. Not the last time. Yeah. <laughs> Again, definitely no metaphor in any of that. But yeah, uh, this is where it gets explained that uh, a vampire feeding from you on its own won't turn you in turn into a vampire. Uh, there's an extra step that mm -hmm. um, uh, Nezuda is very uncomfortable talking about. Which is hilarious effect. Which is just adorable, dare I say. But yes, the extra step is person being fed upon has to be in love, true love, with the vampire. Hey, 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 hold on. You can't say lewd things like that on the show. I'm going to have to bleep you out. You, <laughs> you, using the L word, gross. <laughs> lesbian? <laughs> I'm in lesbians with you? <laughs> <laughs> This isn't the Scott Pilgrim episode <laughs> that not we yet. might or might not be doing. Oh my god, I, I do love this entire dynamic because uh, Nazuna is not afraid to talk about uh, sex and copulation. Just being... Co coitus, yes. She coitus. Yeah, coitus is the coitus is the one that she uses regularly. She's you know. she's incredibly crude about that sort of thing. The, uh, because that doesn't you know affect her as a vampire but then the second you bring up love which is how the vampires reproduce suddenly it's taboo that's lewd incredibly you. lewd i love how blatantly lewd this manga will be at times and then the most wholesome thing it will treat as the dirtiest possible thing <laughs> yes it's I'm, so good <laughs> i'm just saying don't be a little next slut <laughs> whoa are you just flashing that neck around for everyone to see <laughs> you hussy! <laughs> oh my god. It's it's very funny. But uh but yeah, that kinda sets up their dynamic where um Nazuna uh basically is totally okay with physical stuff. Mm -hmm. It's the emotional side of things that she is very hesitant to acknowledge. Or... And yes, this is a metaphor. <laughs> it's a metaphor, but I think it's also part of her character. <laughs> Yes, she herself is a metaphor. <laughs> I, I meant the other way around, but okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and she's got like these, these strong vibes of a whole thing. And I'm like, no, what? what happened to you? What happened to you, girl? Yeah, we gotta know. <laughs> Who hurt you? You you clearly had to become a vampire by falling in love with someone, but now like We the don't idea... know that. We don't know that. Well. I have my theories. We, so we know she isn't the original vampire, so... Mm -hmm. Yes. She's not old Drac. We don't know if Dracula's even part of this universe, which goes into my theories. I, I don't know. The, the example vampires they have when they explain how turning into vampires work, she looks very much like the human being fed upon, so... Mm. That is true. That is true. Speculation. That, you're right, that is baseless speculation. Also, <laughs> considering how far we get, this is definitely not on the first two volumes plate for what they want to dive into. So. It really isn't, yeah. Right. They, yeah. I mean, in all honesty, they really don't do much talking about vampires. Like, one of the big things that um, they establish a lot of, like, the standard, like, vampire tropes, but nothing, like practical it's a bunch of it's a bunch of like aesthetic stuff that it's like yep that's true well, yep that's true well, like, like um like i said earlier the vampires are just a metaphor for mm. like people who like have forsaken the day to indulge in the night like they do mm. magic vampires but that isn't the point like that's yeah they're a metaphor for something which in all fairness most vampire fiction vampires aren't like aren't yeah they're they're they, a metaphor for something else they literally yeah. exist in universe but they are a metaphor for something that is real this is one of the more uh unique ones 
that I've seen. Yeah, I mean, I think the big thing about this is that usually vampires in universe and vampire fiction tend to simply be, whereas vampires in this setting are literally real, but are also the metaphor in their own universe, which yep. is, you know, like we, we, we've sort of like uh, uh, said, said almost as much a couple of times, but that's sort of the that's sort of the thing that sets this apart. It it makes it feel very real in a lot of ways, in spite of the supernatural shenanigans that happen, because... This manga gets very real, especially oh. with some of the emotional stuff that gets discussed. That's kind of weird. I, I actually was taking that the other way. Like, I feel like them, like, talking about them, like, um, Ko all the time is talking about the metaphor as if it's on the point. That makes Night kind of feel surreal to me. Like, there's a kind mm. of weird, like, everything is metaphorical when they're out at night kind of deal mm. that attitude makes what's actually happening at night seem very mundane so maybe that's what you guys were meaning and maybe well, we're saying the same thing in different I, ways i think i think we are because to <laughs> me in a lot of ways as someone who insomniac intermittently and is just normally nocturnal anyway like intermittently <laughs> well the thing is senior steam status jacob i'm just i'm i'm a night owl as well like i am like yeah. Well, th that's the thing. I'm normally a night owl. I will also intermittently have uh, issues with insomnia in addition to being a night owl. But funnily enough, I only ever read our reading section at night because I'm just more productive at night. And I go on late night walks. Uh, I, I do exactly what the protagonist does pretty regularly. And there is a kind of natural surreality to the night that I really appreciate about it. I don't know. There's there's a bit of like lived experience with this manga and the the fact that they that they talk about how the supernatural stuff is weird and also analogous to this mundane thing really spoke to me in that sense. Mm -hmm. To agree with Jacob here, but I'm also thinking now that you're um, on this train of thought is part of the supernatural supposed to be perhaps a outside perspectives view mm. of those who. I guess, gra like, gravitate toward this lifestyle. Because, I mean, we experience this through the eyes of, you know, uh, Ko's friend, where it's like being, you know, night is not necessarily, or as she says, early in the morning. Being awake then is not so much that bizarre or is, is bizarre as much as, like, you're hanging around with a quote-unquote monster. And it's just kind of like... yeah. The, the thing that uh, Ko's friend who gets introduced later is concerned about is he's not going to school. Not that he's yeah. hanging out with a vampire who yeah. drinks his blood. Like, she's just kind of like, that girl's kind of weird. She's like, oh, yeah, she's a vampire. She's like, okay, so are you going to come back to school? Like, that's just like an afterthought. Like, oh, that, mm -hmm. yeah, that's weird. But are what about you? <laughs> yeah, I guess we did kind of skim over why Ko does have his insomnia. Because they do bring it up at the beginning as uh, he's not feeling like he went to school and was feeling kind of disassociated with it. Yeah. And it's not even like he's doesn't come into it like a stereotypical protagonist where he's being bullied. He isn't popular. He has like basically everything going for him. And he even admits like, I was an honor. Like I did really well in school. I had girls who would ask me out. I just was generally not interested in it. He kind of got bullied for not being interested in her actually. So there was some retaliation to that one. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, like, he had theoretically everything that you would think, you know, most kids would want, you know. And mm -hmm. and yeah. he acknowledges it, too. Like, he's like, I don't have a particular reason. It's just it felt so pointless to me. 
you know, just, mm-hmm. just like I was going through the motions and I just couldn't keep going with it. But now that he has uh, started to wander the night and has his uh, Nightwalker friend in uh, Nazuna, uh, he finally does know something that he wants. He wants to become a vampire. And Nazuna's like, oh, dear God, please stop. <laughs> no, why are you so embarrassed? I just need to fall deeply in love with you. So that's going to be my goal from now on. Oh, God, please. Why? Shut up, please. God. Oh. <laughs> Super awkward Look, because even she even she acknowledges that it can't be superficial love. Like she like he can't just really like her. You have to mm-hmm. fall in love with this person. How like I even from an outside perspective, I'm just like that does feel kind of intimate because it's just like a super emo well, obviously a super emotional investment in this person mm-hmm. to I guess continue hanging out with them because you know no. after he just wants to be a vampire because vampires don't I have mean. to deal with the day. Like, what's the payoff? You fall deeply, like, and then that's kind of like how it follows on because I don't, he does obviously has no experience with love. So he doesn't fully understand like, okay, you fall in love with her. You reach to the point where you become a vampire. What happens next? You don't I, just cut that off. I, I do want to point out being a vampire does give you superpowers. So that is the payoff for him. <laughs> which, yeah. which is pretty cool. But I'm talking about like more of like, like her perspective is just like, yeah, I am pretty cool. But well, I don't fully think that he understands, obviously, and this is explored well, a bit, what he's, he's 14. asking. Of course he doesn't understand what yeah. a relationship means. He doesn't know what being in love feels like. like yes, that's what I'm trying to say. Yes, that's that's the entire like crux of the comedy is he is full like like gung ho giving into this thing that he does not understand is so no, much more complicated. Love, yeah, I'll just fall in love with her. What's the mm-hmm. big deal? I don't know why she shies away from that so much. She's being weird. Meanwhile, she's uh, just like, kid, I just want a I just want a physical relationship. I don't need to start a family. <laughs> I'm just looking to get mine and leave. <laughs> Again, metaphors. Your your blood's tasty, kid, but like, I don't know if that is you know enough for something this serious. And he's like, I don't understand the problem. And yeah, oh, uh, she also doesn't believe he can fall in love with her. Is another mm-hmm. which uh, we'll unpack that later, I guess. Uh- <laughs> yeah, no, I, I have some I have some theories about Co. Some of which the reading refuted, but uh, I, I I have some theories about Co. Anyway, uh, the two of them begin their little sordid affair, uh, exchanging physical, explain, exchanging carnal pleasures for emotional (laughs) attachment. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you put it like that. (laughs) Am I wrong? You're You're not not wrong. No, you're not wrong. She admits multiple times they have a purely physical relationship. Well, she also does repeatedly say that feeding for a vampire is a combination of having a meal and having sex. Which is canon, by the way, of a lot of vampire lore. Yeah, f- physicality does not does not bother her in the least. And they, they're having some various nighttime shenanigans, uh, such yeah. as vampires can fly, so let's jump off this roof. Yeah, that happens a lot. <laughs> well, have you ever jumped off roofs? Apparently it's exhilarating. I mean... I am currently <laughs> alive, so no, I have never jumped off of a roof. Well, then how can you say you're alive if you've never truly lived? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You're right. Excuse me for a moment. No, 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 you get back here. 
Every time you jump off a roof, you're reminded that you are alive. <laughs> not from the Overmoundcast just jumping in. Uh, we do not condone jumping off roofs. <laughs> please. Please we, don't. That's please dumb. Please do not do that. Unless it's onto a rad trampoline or into a pool. What? That's still oh, a that's very a bad idea. Apparently yeah. we can't do that. Um, so do we want to talk about the scene where uh, Ko is like, hey, you haven't fed yet today and just like pulls his shirt down and... <laughs> Yeah, you never seen. <laughs> Have you no shame? That's 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 where that's where we get the like neck slut comment from <laughs> Nazana. I'm just saying, like, just imagining the equivalent of that. And I know there are lewd, disgusting people who probably have encountered this. And yes, I will shame them. <laughs> Exhibitionists. I <laughs> uh, just say it out loud. You know, but I mean, like. To be fair, like there is an element of the elements of vampire lore, especially because of the time period when a lot of stuff got codified. There is a like inherently sexy bent to like there's a reason why this sort of thing gets attached to vampires so often. You know, the sort of natural glamour of it. And yeah, it's Bram Stoker. You know, a lot of a lot of Bram Stoker stuff has been baked very deeply because like vampires are obviously older than that. But that's the one that like put it in the public mind. Like it went from it went from being folklore of like a wide number of regions in Europe to being a thing in pop in popular culture. And there is a sort of like sexy transgressive element to, you know, I mean, necking is a thing in real life like you know not for nothing but like there's a reason why it you know you know why it has those aesthetics and uh there is a sort of like hilarious uh non sequitur of anazana is okay with seeing in that sense another weird non sequitur bram stroker was actually an erotic pen name of alexander graham bell uh, waka waka <laughs> <laughs> what anyway I'm confused now. We're moving on. Moving on, because that was funny, and you two are idiots. <laughs> you three. Should include all I, three of you. I got it! You didn't get it fast enough, Sam. You're all dead to me. <laughs> A lot of the chapters are very slice-of-lifey. One of the, one of the um, more impactful ones uh, ends up coming up where... Uh, Co buys a pair of uh, wristwatch walkie-talkies because he had trouble finding uh, Nazana one night. And she refused to get a cell phone because <laughs> she bought one. Yes. <laughs> it's big and thick and chunky, just the way she likes it. Yeah, just, just <laughs> FYI, that's the way she likes them. Yeah, yeah. innuendos um, abound. Also, uh, I guess this is as good a time as any. Uh, the chapter titles are all innuendos. <laughs> They're great. I love yeah. them. <laughs> there, there are some of them that are on the subtle side, and the first couple ones are not that racy. One of them was like, it's too tight a fit or something like that. And it's like, yeah, okay, that that well, I did notice something. <laughs> One of them is till it drips out. Like <laughs> there's a lot coming out, yeah. There are there are some that uh rip the band-aid off, as it were. God, can we just talk about the slice of life chapter before the the wristwatch walkie talkies? It made me scream, "No, you simp!" at at <laughs> the manga. Ko has been kind of disaffected all night because he was looking for uh, Nazuna. When he finally finds her, she's like, "Oh, I was just out looking for some rando to drink blood off of," and he's like, "You ho, you skank!" And so he's not really into it during the uh, the feeding time later. 
the girl he is not dating, he got upset with that she was going for a thing that she does not consider sexual at all, but he is possessive before asking her out. Yeah. Ho is made of red flags, but he is also a 14-year-old boy. So mm -hmm. maybe. Yeah, that's so maybe. Yeah, that's, yeah. Well, that's also the thing, as as, as we're, we'll talk about when we uh, get more into depth with the uh, wristwatch walkie-talkie, they're both possessive of each other to a large extent. Mm -hmm. And both very bad at expressing their emotions. No, because no. when he is uh, when he's refusing to uh, let her drink blood uh, and explains why, as I, as I said, um, she's like, well, I was actually out looking for you. I just didn't know how to say that. So I doubled down <laughs> and he's like, OK, let's go. Yeah. And I'm like, no, you simp. <laughs> See what's wrong with that. You don't get you don't yeah. get emotionally manipulated and then go. That's OK. <laughs> I'm the bone now. I mean, you do in his case, but that's because they're two emotionally broken people who are using each other as like crutches. But whatever. Yeah. We don't get yeah. we don't get that far into it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yes, it reminds me of that other series. You got to be so specific. That that could be a lot of yeah. Got to be much more specific. That, that, that is a that is a genre that if it gets sad enough is like ninety percent of my reading list. Yes, that was that was supposed to be a trope. Yes. <laughs> Uh, good job yeah. everyone <laughs> that leads into uh we have to have a way of contacting each other and nazna is not willing to get another phone we get another reference to line thing I you should try it it's very popular yeah, yeah. but it's like it, well it requires it requires interacting with people i'm not really about that you send them cute little stickers it's adorable but believe it or not, Jacob, if you only want to interact with bots, uh, Line is also great for that. <laughs> Fair. Well, today is the last day I wander about aimlessly looking for you because I bought this. What is it? A walkie-talkie wristwatch. Oh, is so dumb. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, snazzy. I bought one of these when I was younger. Don't, don't you need friends to use walkie-talkies? Man, just like a vampire, right for the throat. <laughs> love that line so much. I love that line so much. <laughs> One of the things about this is this is pretty heavily in the comedy genre, but it is very, very, very dry. And it's almost easy to miss that it's a comedy until that line. That line is just like, yes, we are in on the joke too. My that continues too, because this entire conversation. Ko doesn't quite realize that um, Nazuna's making fun of him for not having friends. <laughs> yes, and that, her whole, and that her whole MO is to go after people who don't have friends and who are lonely, sad people. It's like, yeah, it is cool that I didn't need anybody and I can use a walkie-talkie by myself. Yeah, that is really cool, buddy. Yeah, it is really cool. You oh, underestimate God. me. Only an idiot needs friends to have fun. Sorry yep. I asked. Also, I'm wearing this other walkie-talkie watch I bought two years ago. Or when he was nine, so five years ago. Five years ago yeah. His grandmaster plan for uh, using this walkie-talkie wristwatch without any friends was to leave it in a public place so that some random person would pick it up, and then we can become friends. Aha, it uh. was taken. It was taken. Now I will call them. I don't think he has that much of an internet presence as we explored earlier, so obviously he had no idea how detrimental this could be. Now I will call them. 
and he can't summon up the courage to actually ping them. Well, at the at at first, um, his his reaction is he was going to wait for them to call him, and then eventually he's like, "Huh, they're not calling me. Maybe I should call them eventually." And then five years passed. <laughs> no, I think I'll just do in social anxiety and end up doing nothing. Mm. And that's how we get the co we have today. Listen, I'm not saying I identify with co, but... I'm not saying I feel attacked by this manga. <laughs> but I feel very attacked by this manga. I, I don't know. Apparently this manga says that if you are, like, socially reclusive to the point you cut yourself off from the world, you'll get a manic pixie dream vamp girl to come fix everything. So, you know. Why is that happened to me yet? Why, why is this manga attacking me if... <laughs> Freaking 15 years ago. <laughs> I've been telling you. I'm being attacked. I'm being attacked. <laughs> Never mind. I was just saying, probably not too differently from Sam and Jacob, is this, this manga really to speak to me and some of my <laughs> ideations and things, just difficulties. It's, it's just everything. I feel like I don't say this enough being a member of the anime and manga community. I don't understand how introverts work. <laughs> <laughs> this is, you were a very odd one, Ben. We're not odd. Clearly not. You're, you're, no, no, you're the normal person among the odd ones. Yes, I fully identify as an introvert. Oh, yeah. I don't understand how extroverts work. What do you mean you just go places and do things with people? That's... That's stupid. Why would you That's do insane. that? That's <laughs> insane. So they use the wristwatch walkie-talkies, right? And start calling out sniper patterns, like... Yeah. Yeah. Having a good time. Which, considering what ends up happening, <laughs> probably not the best plan. Yeah, it, it, it starts off It starts off with Nazna doing her usual thing of, of being a cheeky little gremlin, and I love her. But uh, eventually, the two of them have a bit more of a a bit more of a meaningful conversation. We get, uh, you know, one of the, like, big elements of, like, one of the things that Nazana does with people that she cares about is that she'll, you know, tease them to try to, you know, inspire, you know, moving forward in them. And uh, they have a bit of a heart-to-heart -heart about, yeah, which she wants neither of them are really good at. She wants to fix the broken people that come to her so that they no longer need her so she can't form long-term attachments. You know, <laughs> like a completely healthy person does. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, and I mean, like, that's sort of the thing because uh, the, the manga focuses on Ko's perspective. The 14-year-old does not catch the other side of that, you know, conversation. Mm. Yeah, but then suddenly the uh, the other the 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 sad uh, walkie-talkie wristwatch TM becomes very relevant as uh, the cutaway for the end of one of the chapters is to an, uh, another girl picking up uh, the other wristwatch. Like, huh, this thing went off again, or this thing went off for the first time in five years. Better examine that. Watch, like, I just keep on my desk in full view so I can constantly look at it. And I'm like, Ko, you're a, you're a fucking idiot, boy. <laughs> He's so stupid. Oh, my God. Bless his heart. He's so dumb. I don't, I don't think there are a lot of smart people in this manga, at least not in the reading that we've done. Well, no, conveniently, the smart people don't have insomnia, I think, is really <laughs> what's happening here. Uh-huh. 
But anyway, this is how we get introduced to uh, Akira Asai, uh, one of Ko's actual friends. He did have one of those at one point. Well, uh, he didn't seem to remember he had one. <laughs> Clearly, but that's how important that relationship was to him. He still has uh, both uh, wristwatches on, and uh, he hears the pinging of one and tries to call out to Nasuna. Uh, but uh, it's not that one that's going off. It's the sad one that's going off. <laughs> and he looks over his shoulder and he's been tracked down through these radio signals by uh, the girl from the end of the last chapter. That is Akira. <laughs> and um, yeah, no, Ko's a, Ko's a freaking idiot. <laughs> my, my boy, when he was leaving that watch in public for some random person to find... Left it on top of the mailboxes in his apartment of building. Specifically, the specific mailbox of his childhood friend, Akira, who he now just remembers in a flashback. <laughs> yeah. Oh. One kid, one, one friend I had. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> Their flashback is so sad, too. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like nine-year-old Ko just out, like, all the kids are playing together, and together is used very loosely in that term because Ko is off in the corner looking at a dead bug mm -hmm. and Akira goes like hey you feeling alright buddy you're not running around playing tag with us and he's just like you know other people can have different types of fun sometimes I like watching the dead bugs and she's like that's cool buddy I'll hang out with you we're gonna have a good time Akira pull the ripcord like I, I can just <laughs> knowing what's happening here I don't think this is gonna be a beneficial relationship you for you going forward and um well she definitely did not pull the rep cord because she has held on to that walkie-talkie wristwatch in fact she has kept it maintained and powered up just in case which is weird because she also meant to give it back to him at some point but they never hung out in junior high mm -hmm. well you know when you say when you say ko is being an idiot i i don't think that akira is act is exactly a uh yeah, what giant. was what was her reasoning for not calling? Like she gave, she said, "Oh, I just never called you either." So it was just kind of like they were both holding onto something. Neither of That's them weird. wanting to. Because if someone gave me a walkie-talkie, I would assume I was meant to call them because I had been given the gift. That's weird yeah. to assume they will call you. Yes, well, hmm. like she thought it was like some government operative. It's just like I will <laughs> wait assignment. She knew exactly who it was. That's the problem. Yeah, no, she. <laughs> I think she even saw him place the thing. Yeah, no, I, I don't know. There might be some level of kindred spirits in these two. <laughs> just yeah. saying. He stands there like, how did I not make that connection? <laughs> I was like, buddy, the Kobe subconscious. The subconscious dumb. is a powerful force. <laughs> it's okay. You can all be dumb together. You can all be <laughs> dumb insomniacs. <laughs> yes in the context of this manga i'm not assuming actual insomniacs have anything to do with intelligence i'm just saying in this manga it definitely does uh, it absolutely yeah. does he tries so hard to be chill about it he's like yeah it's sure it's been a while huh wait a minute why are you up at four o'clock in the morning oh i'm an early riser it's it's the middle of the night you mean the middle of the dawn <laughs> i'm like no no it's He's glass half full person. He's glass half empty person. It, that'd be cool if Dawn wasn't like the name of a specific event. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's not a range of time. It's when the sun rises. Yeah. Anyway, I'm going to school now. Want to meet up again this time tomorrow? 
it, sure. There's like a whole thing about Nazna refuses to have any kind of meaningful schedule. And then here's the regulated sort of alternative with whom Ko immediately starts two timing. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Uh, as established by Nazana last time, they have an open thing currently. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they have an open thing currently, which is why she immediately backpedaled on the on uh, talking about going to find other dudes once he started acting salty about it. Look, their relationship is made of red flags, Sam. Like, I, <laughs> yes, I can't yeah. help you here. <laughs> no, yeah, no, 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 no. Trust me, I get it. I get it. I get it. <laughs> it's That's the joke. The other thing, the other thing is I really like the, uh, the ebb and flow of how these three interact with each other over the course of the next couple of chapters, because there's a, there's one point, Ko is basically explaining to Akira what's going on. Uh, Nazna really loves, uh, feeding off of Ko in front of Akira, who is not okay with it. <laughs> Odd. Being watched adds some spice, doesn't it? Don't use me as seasoning! <laughs> there's also, there's also a lot of, uh... Look, we're aware of the metaphor. We're just not okay with it from the both of them. But uh, one of the things I really liked was uh, when the three of them are just sitting down and talking, you know, that thing that healthy people should be doing, mm -hmm. um, you know, when they're actually like starting to kind of work things out a little bit. Um, one of the things that um, Akira mentions is, so she's like a monster then, huh? And Nazna's immediate reaction is, huh? And and like it feels very genuine. She's like, "Huh, you know what? I like her. You should you should keep being her friend." <laughs> and and that like feels very genuine because like you know say it like it is. That's the kind of thing that you know I would expect Nazna to. What someone pointing out the inherent negative traits of myself to push people away? Yes, I like <laughs> everything she says. That's so, that's so good. Thank you. You're doing my job for me. <laughs> Well, see, that that's sort of the thing, though, because it's like, yeah, there is that element to it. But in all, all honesty, it feels more like this is a this is a more healthy and normal version of the three of them. Like they're actually making progress with each other. All things are relative because as they are having this conversation, uh, Nazuna is pounding back beers. <laughs> Like well, every other panel is going, Mama needs a refill. That's sort of like she appreciates someone who says it like it is. But then it gets bad again because um, Akira starts getting emotionally close to Ko. And then suddenly it's back to the parade of red flags for all three of them, basically. <laughs> Ko, you haven't been going to school. That's really important. Have you considered maybe going back? And then oh. Ko just freezes up because he has no idea how to answer that question. So Nazuna immediately steps in. Lol, cringe. Later, losers. Also, can we just talk about the fact that they went to a bar that's actually a cafe during the day? So mm -hmm. Nazuna is the one pounding down beers while the other two of them order coffees because it's like four in the morning. <laughs> and I'm just like, what bar is open at four in the morning? <laughs> like, what a weird business to transition from late night bar crowd to early morning cafe with yeah. no in-between. Basically constantly. They must have a very efficient staff. Well, because it's not even like they only ordered coffees, which bars can do. They, mm. order, they order breakfast. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Nazuna's a little mad about the, uh, the fact that Ko and Akira... Uh, Akira are getting closer again, and that's uh, drawing him back into the day, sort of. Uh, well, considering so... it's like 5.30 in the morning now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She, she also has to leave because daylight is coming. I presume she burns up in the sun. 
We we have no idea one way or the other. Considering her outfit is basically like a cloak that completely covers her, I believe so. she's pretty by the books as far as vampires go and everything else. So I assume so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it, it's a it's an easy assumption to make until we are told otherwise. Uh, but um, no, we need an excuse for a beach day. <laughs> yes, beach at night can be pretty. This is how I get my tan. It's under the moon on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, um, the big thing is uh, Nazna thinks that, you know, Ko is on the way to basically getting better and abandoning her, all according to Keikaku. Uh, uh, but Ko runs after her. He manages to trip because, again, um, intelligence is not his uh, primary stat. And uh, he explains to her that um, the thing was he didn't he didn't really know how to say to his friend that he really just doesn't want he doesn't want to go back to the day. He he wants to become a vampire. He's making mm -hmm. he's himself made a very fundamental life decision. He does not have the strength to tell other people that. Yeah. Because it's still new to him. It doesn't exactly speak great to the strength of his conviction, but. He is Keeping... also 14. He is also 14, so to be expected. We get another scene where it's sort of the funny thing because like I was going to say Nazana makes it weird, but no, it's actually just a, it seems like a moment of, of genuine connection. Uh, that's definitely is... how Ko takes it. Nazana does make it weird. Don't worry about it because. Um, she makes it weird later though. Yeah. As they talk through it, after he has the conviction to say like i want to become a vampire i just couldn't tell her that she's just like okay and then they kiss yeah well they kiss because they had had a they had had a little fight where he's like you're mad at me no i'm not yes you are no i'm not you're clearly mad at me will you just shut up and then she flips him off and leaves and, and that's that's when he that's when looking for her after that he trips and uh gets a lip tongue. bleed yeah and then they because his tongue's bleeding he they kiss mm -hmm. and yes. then nazana seems to think open mouth kisses is something friends do i'm not <laughs> sure if this this <laughs> joke is definitely... kiss, kiss your friends open this mouth? joke is set up in what we're reading i'm not sure it a hundred percent pays off it gets brought up later that she does not understand what kissing is yeah. <laughs> you tell me you don't kiss the homies good night except she literally thinks that yeah yeah she literally thinks what you don't kiss the homies good night <laughs> it's like no nazuna not like that no because he goes on a there's a whole thing of ko being a sad boy and thinking like oh, i'm actually in love with her this is the feeling of like rushing in my chest and like he finally gets her to eat his uh blood again and then she's just like nope you're not a vampire also uh when i drink your blood i can basically get all of your emotions uh, boy, you're feeling lusty right now. Like that yeah. is you lust is not horny. love. You 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 horny boy. What a girl <laughs> kisses you and suddenly you can't get over it. Wow. I mean, that was my first kiss too. But you know, <laughs> I'm sorry. What? <laughs> you know that thing friends do. <laughs> we'll pick this up later. Um, <laughs> I, I, mm. Indeed. Ko is unable to process this. <laughs> I was seriously wondering if I was asexual up to this point, but uh, no, mm -hmm. <laughs> explicitly not. Honestly, same. I thought that might they be the case, that but... He, they, they hint that he isn't when he's talking to her. Yeah, no, initially. I mean, the thing is, the thing is, my original uh, thought process would be, is this an Arrow Ace protagonist? I think he might be a romantic. 
I, I think that is going to be an element which, of his character. Which is definitely going to get in the way of the vampire plan. But. Right, yeah, no, I mean, like, that would be that would be kind of interesting to go with that. But that was sort of the, the point where it's like, well, he's he's not uh, asexual, that's obvious, because uh, that got Manga's a reaction horny. out of him. Yeah, no. Well, that's the thing, this manga has been horny the whole time, and this is the first time anything ever affected Ko. Mm-hmm. So... That's why I thought it was going there, but they are um, both exploring each other's well emotions, ev- actually. Emotions, yeah, emotions yes. yeah. This is both their first time like even touching upon any of these emotions. And any mm-hmm. type of like relationship out outside of quite honestly physical, transactional, whatever you want to call it. So yes. So that's the thing. That's I the thing of, it can't be. I yeah, that's no, I was gonna say Zuna. Yeah, I was sort of thinking from the from Nazana's perspective, I think that she falls in love really easily. The reason why she talks to Ko the way that she does is she's aware that it doesn't it doesn't go the other way. Like the fact that she gets so possessive so quickly, I think she has a thing for him. I think this is probably a regular thing for Nazana. I think she mm-hmm. she falls in love very easily, and I think that she loves Ko, but she knows as long as he doesn't love her, their relationship won't change, and that's what she wants, because she's scared of the alternative. I think she's just scared of love in general. I think she... Yeah, it's gonna, be that, well, it's gonna well, be that trope of, like, I was in love once, and it just, I got burned afterwards, and now I'm all alone, and I don't want... Yeah. yeah. Now I just pay for money. <laughs> they qu- hey, well, hey, and, uh, hey, it's they, professional tunneling. Yes. And massages. But, but not, like, the big question becomes, vampires uh, create new vampires by having someone who, by drinking the blood of one who loves them. So where's her sire? Mm-hmm. She ever had one. Again, we don't know. That literally all cannot all. be true. <laughs> we don't know that. She said there she- are older vampires. <laughs> That's not what I'm trying to get. I'm saying, like, we don't know if in-universe, because there are other... Like, that was going to be one of my questions that I'll talk about later. Like, what type of vampirism? What are the their tenets? Can you be born a vampire? There are some tenets of vampirism that you can be born a vampire. Or are you strictly from one solid source? Yeah, because, I mean, that that is the thing. The, the manga is very, very heavily implying that and i feel i feel like a lot of uh nazna's character is implying that she did uh become a vampire the way that she described it but it is technically possible that there's more than one way to be a vampire because specifically they were asking about how he could become a vampire yeah and if he is human obviously the only option is for him to become a vampire via falling in love with a vampire i guess that's technically true uh I don't think that's where the story's going personally. I'm not but... saying it is, but unless I've like definitively told otherwise, that is always an option backdoor that has been presented to me in other th- in other stories. It it is a strict possibility, but <laughs> I think it is I personally think it's more interesting story-wise if uh Nazuna is is created in the way that she proclaims vampires she to be created yeah and and therefore has some serious freaking baggage that is that is just sto- very interesting from a story standpoint she still has very serious baggage yeah regardless like, yeah regardless speaking of very serious baggage by the way uh we cut to the next night where um akira goes to hang out with ko and uh the vampire girl as he meets her at the she's getting up at midnight right Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, she actually got up early for her in this one. Yeah, 
the thing she, is, the the way it's framed, it's one of those ones where it's like she claims not to have insomnia. She totally also has insomnia. Well, like, she's, having, she's having the insomnia though, where she goes to bed early and then is not able to sleep a full eight hours. Yeah, yeah, like she, she goes to bed at eight what? p.m. every night and then happens to wake up at midnight, so she's getting like only four hours of sleep. Which, look, speaking of moments with the smog, it was too real. As someone who worked in radio for, like, a decade, <laughs> I can feel this. <laughs> Go to bed at 8, wake up at midnight, and be like, oh, I've got four more hours to lay down. I'm not going back to sleep. Piss. <laughs> well, time to go hang out with my totally not boyfriend and his vampire girlfriend. God, I wish. That would have been interesting. Right. <laughs> in instead, it just resulted in me being really sleepy. That's one thing. No one in this manga is ever sleepy, and I don't quite understand. <laughs> That's not true. That's not true because um, Akira, Akira, like falls asleep. No, no, she doesn't. The teacher is yelling at someone else in class for falling asleep. I yeah, because he was hair. up all night gaming. Yeah, that was another character. Right, no, it would make sense for Akira to be the one dozing off in that scene. That's not what happened. But either way. That doesn't get us to the threesome. <laughs> part, yeah, because uh, saying that <laughs> phrasing, they are uh, Akira is invited by Ko over to uh, Nazuna's uh, apartment where mm -hmm. they are playing video games, and they are hey, hey girl who's into me want to go to my girlfriend's apartment. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no one understands. Uh, <laughs> anything <laughs> see that's sort of the thing because you want to talk about red flags ko definitely doesn't really understand the relationship between the three of them but there is some element of recognizing this at least a part of the situation but again 14 no. he's a kid everyone in this manga is overprotective of someone they are not committed to. It is. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, so, but anyway, she gets invited over. They're playing Mario Kart. Uh, Nezuna <laughs> continues the joke from last chapter where she is offering a kiss to whoever wins. Um, uh, Akira's just like, no, why would I ever want that? That's, uh, what? Wait, Ko, were you promised a kiss if you won? Yeah. Is that why you're trying so hard? No. No. Nezuna's just like, I just give kisses to whoever. They're all my friends. And I'm like, uh, I'm not going to stop. <laughs> no, no, no. The, my favorite part is she uh, she swaps from I'll give you a kiss if you win to I'll kiss either of you if you lose. It's like, okay, <laughs> slow down. Uh, someone's a little kiss happy. Indeed. <laughs> they, uh, they, they eventually switch to a dating sim, which is pretty fun. <laughs> I... Yamori, I want to support your relationship no matter who you love, but it's hard to see you with this wanton monster. <laughs> I'm not realizing. I'm wondering if um, the uh, kiss last time was more serious to uh, Nazuna than she's letting on, and this chapter is her doubling down on... No, I just totally kiss all my friends. Yeah, right? Mm -hmm. Right? I could. No, yeah. I, I think I that... that. I think that Nazuna, like, again, I, I agree that she has some serious baggage. I, I agree that she's scarred, but I also think that she is the type of person who falls in love very easily. And I think that she actually has a, has a, like, a, a quick, passionate thing for uh, Ko that she is not handling very well. <laughs> or, you know, just being on guard against love is like, this is just overprotective defense, too, so... 
mm-hmm. and it could be a combination. And that's just you know the way I read it because we haven't seen we haven't seen far enough to know for sure. Or but, um, could also just be her not understanding what kissing is, which is equally funny. That so. is, yeah, no, that's that that <laughs> is the hilarious option, and technically also not mutually exclusive. Oh god, my favorite part of the dating sim bit is uh, in the dating sim. Uh, there's, you know, the standard, oh, bump into pretty girl, and, uh, she's very shy and runs away, and, uh, I love how it's the two girls commenting on how ridiculous her character design is, to which Ko goes, I like her. I like, I like that one. (laughs) Oh, you mean the one with the ridiculously short skirt and the ridiculously huge boobs? You like her specifically? I wonder why. Is that what you're in? Is that what you're into, Ko? Nice shy girls with giant bazongas? Would it kill you to just say breasts? (laughs) Yeah, because that is a direct quote from Guess Who. (laughs) Well, no, my favorite part is uh, Nazuna and Ko are having this conversation and the camera is just zoomed in. Anasai, who's who's sitting there being the nice shy girl, like, ah. <laughs> I I regret coming here so much. Like, <laughs> yeah, you can you can see the hamster running in her brain <laughs> as she's processing that one. And like, I, in all fairness, at the end of the gaming, she does seem to have come to the conclusion that. At least he's happy right now, and every time I'd seen him before, he was, like, weird and dejected, so, like, at least this is positive. It's weird. He's got some life to it him. Is, it is very strange, because she's adopted, like, she's obviously had this, at least when she was introduced, she's had this kind of character trait of longing, like, to be with Ko this entire time, but then at the same time, like, she's coming to the point where she's just like, oh, I'm happy to hear he's doing well with whatever he's aspiring to do it's kind of weird but i'm happy that he's happy kind of energy the vibe in this room is getting real sexual and i'm getting a little uncomfortable oh what why did they just turn the tv off well it's four in the morning and i'm getting thirsty you ready for bed (laughs) oh always a bad sign when a video game party you're at it just goes like well everyone time to go to bed (laughs) you two are sleeping together i mean kind of but there's nothing like racy about it i don't know what you're talking about i I suck on your neck every night. Shut up, Nazuna! <laughs> Stop <laughs> making it weird. How is it weird? It's true. I mean, speaking of making it weird, I was also thinking about tonight it could be a threesome. <laughs> and she she Excuse literally, me. and like the way that she holds up three fingers definitely has no suggestive elements to it either. Nope. No, yeah, it is. There, there is an implication there. Also, I love the like panel of the two uh ko and akira just like wait what and then like then just i focused on akira wait what excuse me (laughs) (laughs) i said what i said isn't this a tight squeeze and then it cuts (laughs) to the three of them in the futon together (laughs) poor ko (laughs) is sandwiched between the two girls i mean hey akira's like isn't this a tight squeeze you waited till we were in the sandwich to complain too late you're already in the sandwich how how this was cut it completely negates the fact she just willingly totally gets into bed with the two of them (laughs) it's only after she's already in that situation she goes like this is weird you could have said that at any point (laughs) well i'm gonna get up and leave you sure about that it's raining outside and i don't have an umbrella why don't you stay until the rain lets up
Oh my god. Cliche, <laughs> like romance movie cliches all the time. It's either snowing or it's raining. Watch it. Maybe stay it's here? cold outside. <laughs> I I don't know. Okay, the one thing I don't get is uh, I'm I'm a little disappointed as soon as it didn't make a wet shirt joke <laughs> because of the rain. She was thinking it. She was definitely <laughs> thinking it, yeah. But anyway, that brings us about to the halfway point, so we'll have to uh, take a little break and uh, come back to um, this weird, weird situation the three of them are in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, we'll be right back, folks. Welcome back, folks. Where last we left our uh, intrepid, our uh, dumbass Nightwalker, um, he was uh, sandwiched between the other Nightwalker and his uh, his shy childhood friend. Mm-hmm. Who, when we uh, cut back to her, is um, this manga loves making drinking blood look as sexy as possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do not decide to do this for this part, as this is the most disgusting drinking blood looks the entire time. <laughs> as she is huddled in the corner as they have decided to do this in front of her. <laughs> Just the onomatopoeia, the slurp. Do not consent. <laughs> it's awkward third wheel bullshit. As much as I love this panel for how funny it is, it's also kind of uncomfortable because it's Kogo sobbing, going, I told you not in front of my friend. <laughs> And it is everything, everything about that dynamic. It is awkward third wheel bullshit. Uh-huh. <laughs> and as soon as like, but being watched add spice, don't use me as seasoning. Yeah, it's it's almost like these are these are people made of red flags or something. Um, At least two of them are fourteen. Though the uh, those two have an excuse. Yeah, we don't know about Nazuna in that regard, but uh, I'm scared to find out. Uh, <laughs> The awkwardness continues where uh, Akira asks Nizuna, so what exactly are your intentions? Supply and demand. What? <laughs> yeah, he's got a supply of really tasty blood, and I demand it. Therefore, supply and demand. That's not that, how that works. That explains nothing. We also get yet another immortal panel uh, where... Uh, Ko says, well, the truth be told, when I grow up, I want to be a vampire. Glad you've got a dream, I guess. Uh, thanks for clearing that up. I thought you were just wasting your time here. Uh, so, uh, how, uh, how does one go about, uh, becoming a vampire? Suddenly, Nazada is, is, uh, reacting the way that the two of them had previously. Oh, well, you see, she has to drink my blood when I'm in love. And uh, you know what? We don't need to get into that. Let's just hit the hay. We're going to sleep now. I have to be in love with her when she drinks my blood. Ah, shut up! Stop saying the L word. <laughs> the, the best part is that Ko and Akira <laughs> have a bit of a private conversation between each other where they basically voice what we did <laughs> earlier in the episode. Uh. They go back to bed. They're laying down. And then in the most accurate middle school behavior in this entire manga, uh-huh. they are laying next to each other. And the girl turns over and is like, you know, you can 
uncross your arms. You're being real stiff over there. Like we we're laying next to each other. It's fine. And he's like, nope, got to stay completely in my lane. Just just relax. Oh. You're not going to be able to fall asleep. It's fine. Are you worried our hands are going to touch? No, 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 it, not at all. Not worried about that. Not one bit. No, ma'am. Cole, I want you to promise. I don't care if your hand touches mine. It's fine. And he's like, well, fine. And then they touch hands. And it is the lewdest thing in this entire <laughs> manga. Ah, I'm sorry. He he turns to apologize. And God, paint me like one of your French girls. <laughs> he is reclined next to him, leaning in like, look, even if you become a vampire, we can still be friends, right? And the camera is focusing in all, in all sorts of play, uh, places and just goddamn. It is uh, the lutus this manga gets, as Matt said. Mm -hmm. But anyway, they uh, lay down, they say goodnight, and Akira's just like, well, I obviously got super insomnia, so I'm never going to possibly fall asleep. Every time I say goodnight, I just end up staying up all night anyway, so I'll probably just stay up and then get up and... Oh, and shit, it's Aiden! She wakes up, yeah, she wakes up four hours later. <laughs> happens to me all the time. Just, just a uh, 15-minute nap. Oh no, it's half the day late. Oh no, it's so much later. Ah, we gotta go. When does school start in Japan that she can leave at 8 a.m. and be well, fine? I mean, if she's like, they're, they're in middle school, right? They're yeah, 14. Yeah. yeah. So I'm guessing maybe around nine because they walk to school. So they don't have to take transit or anything. So they're not that far away, maybe. So like maybe 845, mm -hmm. nine. Well, they're definitely not that far away, considering basically every time they're out at night, uh, Nezuna and um, Ko yeah. end up going to the school. But what I mean is, like, I don't think it starts, like, at 8 or even 8.30. I think they're just like, crap, now I'm not going to be able to do my morning routine. I have to, like, book it right there kind of thing. Yeah. Because mm. we know the school opens at 6. And that just means opens the doors. Like, we don't know when yeah. class starts. We have a... A sort of weird morning after conversation. Because yeah, uh, Nazuna's got a marker territory is what's going on here. Yeah. Where uh, Akira's like flailing like, oh, crap, I gotta get to school. Go, I'm just leaving. Is that okay? Oh, yeah, sure. Have a nice day. And uh, there's Nazuna in the door like, hey, how'd you sleep? You gonna go have a good day at school? You gonna keep messing with this uh, dynamic we've got here? Are you uh, happy now that you know he's in good hands and you don't have to interrupt? We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, good answer. You are okay with the current situation, but you are willing to pull him out should you see something you don't like. Mm -hmm. I like this protective, almost maternal, paternal like thing going on. Oh, please don't give her a maternal instinct for their relationship. That is a whole Oedipus <laughs> complex and a half. Yeah, let's, let, let's avoid that one, Japan, for once. But, we want uh, to talk about Oedipus complexes. I've got a manga we can read. No! Do we have to? I don't I mean, know. Yes. Wait. If it's Hold the one on. I'm thinking of. It's we're the still, one you're thinking of. It's really good. Look, we're still talking about this awkward manga, okay? We'll pile on the awkward. It's going to be awkward, Mom. Get ready to cringe. Tabling that one for later discussion. We have uh, a few more slice of life shenanigans, such as uh, Nizuna uh, has to deal with the fact that she lives in uh, the modern day, but cannot interact with the modern day because she uh, is only awake at night. And that includes being unable to get deliveries because 
<laughs> they deliver it during the day and uh, no one answered the door. So uh, we're leaving. You're not getting your package. I was asleep. I told them to deliver that at night. Uh, I feel that one. I totally believe it too. Like you put in the notes, deliver between these hours or after this hour. And they still deliver it early for some reason because, you know, it was on the because way. The because the delivery driver who works from 8 to 4 looks at deliver between the hours of 1 and 2 a.m. and says, fuck that. <sighs> There's usually a reason, though. <laughs> that reason ain't getting him paid. <laughs> Do, you <know> how... <laughs> Do you know how tight Amazon is about this sort of thing? <laughs> Man's barely has time to go to the bathroom, let alone uh, make a special delivery in the, in the dead of night. But anyway. We That's when I'm awake. <laughs> We cut to Nizuna being bad at video games for a bit, which also uh, vibe with. <laughs> I am almost 500,000th on the leaderboard. The moment I vibe with the most from her, where uh, she's wandering the streets, finds a cat, walks up to it, and the second it does not scratch or run away, gives it a whole bunch of pets, and it's like, oh, you're such a good little kitty. You're a good meow meow. Oh, you're so cute. Pet the kitty. Pet the kitty. And then the part I vibe with the most is when she's done touching the cat. She's like, ew, I stink like cat. And I'm like, yep, exactly. <laughs> That's why you don't touch cats. They stink. That's oh great. great. So floofy. Yes, it's tiny floofy friend. It's a little soot ball. Yep, but now that she stinks like stray cat, she needs to go take a bath. And uh, hey, uh, if this watch goes off, let me know. You mean like a timer? No. <laughs> does not explain. <laughs> I'm just going to point this out. Somehow this manga made the bathhouse scene less lewd than the hand-touching scene. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> yeah! The bathhouse scene where Nazuna's just, like, straight-up naked, you know, going through the bath routine is... It's so mundane. Very tasteful nudity, like it's... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's Thermai Romai, but Thermai Romai was incredibly sexy, so that's a bad example. Yeah. We yeah this, get... is, this is also where we get one of the uh uh checking the uh uh like uh vampire lore box. Yeah, it's like it's like do we do we get a check mark or do we get an X? Well she doesn't have a reflection, so check there. Mm -hmm. I like how she's like uh huh, I should ask older vampires how they deal with the whole not having a reflection thing. It's a real pain in the ass when you're trying to do your hair. <laughs> or just check my face, like come on. <laughs> but, on your uh, face. The, the beeper goes off on the walkie-talkie, and uh, the attendant goes to tell her, and she immediately zips out and grabs it because she wasn't waiting. Who are you talking? What are you talking about? She wasn't waiting. She wasn't uh, looking forward to seeing him. Shut up. But unfortunately. Barely has a towel wrapped around herself. Mm -hmm. Yep. So she gets all changed. She heads out of the bathhouse, but unfortunately, she's, her hair is still down because she didn't have time to do it, and it's still slightly wet. Mm -hmm. And I guess that's Ko's thing, because he is suddenly like, <laughs> Boy, howdy, is it Ko's thing? Is is this a completely different woman? And I but... think that's a meme. <laughs> I think it is. Because... Girl changes hair slightly. Is that a completely different woman? It's totally a meme. Like, if a, if a girl forgets to wear makeup, or she changes the color for hair or something, they're just like, this is a completely new person. Wow. Well, it's like, one of your distinguishing features is different. I have to work on the other ones. And also, goddamn, that hairstyle looks good on you. Wow, for real? She looks super good. Uh, I mean, yeah, hi. 
Nunca's co learned nothing about the last time this happened. So he's like, no, I'm definitely in love with you right now. Drink my blood. Drink my blood. I can't think straight. <laughs> no, <laughs> she you, just, you just a slut. She does. And then goes, that was some tasty blood. But boy, you horny. You are so <laughs> horny. <laughs> well, no, my, my favorite part is co rationalizing it to himself. It's like, after you know she does it, it 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 cools uh it cools me off. It clears my head, and I'm like, yeah, that's called post nut clarity. Yeah, yeah. Co yeah. is this where is he starts, and he really doubles down in comedic bits going forward. Uh, he justifies all the sexual things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they, they, it, the they, camera, they the camera starts really zooming in on her mouth from when it's in Co's POV, and I'm like, God, <laughs> damn, dude. <laughs> 14. <laughs> 14. Oh, is this the is this the bite where he's just like, ow, it hurts, but also pleasure? Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. Oh, is really into this hairstyle. He is. He likes, or he's learning what he likes. Yeah, that that is a definitely a feeling where you're just sitting there going like, oh no, am I into this? Oh no, I oh. am into this. Yes, oh, you're into this. <laughs> and that's okay. Okay. Yeah, it's fine. Sometimes you just discover. Yeah, yeah I'm just saying objectively, it's a it's a little thing. It's not something like body modification or something that would be extreme. It's just like no, I like girls with like wet hair that's hug loosely. Look, I, I gotta hot. say, <laughs> top tier female friend is also understanding you think something is really hot and then mocking you relentlessly for it. <laughs> oh, into this? Wow, you freak! What is wrong with you? <laughs> oh, you think I'm sexy now? Wow. <laughs> hey, hey, uh, let, let's go here. Oh, in their wandering notices. Uh, it's a hotel that, for whatever reason, seems to be charging by the hour. How about oh, that? My, my boy is insistent that they immediately go someplace to rest. Oh, another moment of, Co, wait, no, you're learning the wrong lesson, is uh, the, the wet hair bite where he's like, I feel pain, but also pleasure. This must be like sex. <laughs> so that's what it's like. It's like, okay, for certain things, yes, but Sam, hold on. Explain the BDSM community to him. Please, no. <laughs> you're, you're, you're not quite at that point yet, buddy. We're not? You're, you're, you're diving too far into the deep end here. You're gonna have to slow down just a little bit. Because Ko needs somewhere to rest, uh, he picks the first place that is renting rooms, unfortunately. <laughs> it is one of those hotels. <laughs> And Nazada is fully aware of where he is suggesting when Ko uh, is very much not. You want to rest there? Yeah, it's just they have games. Oh, I'm sure they do. <laughs> She's such a little gremlin. She's just bouncing on the bed like, it's your fault for not paying attention. Yeah. Ooh, you brought me here, Ko. How, how raunchy. You could have said it was a love hotel. <laughs> Or, or he could do a power move and just legitimately go to sleep. It's like, yeah, this has a bed. I'm going to bed. <laughs> oh, I'm doing what I, I, I'm doing what I said I wanted to do. <laughs> well, now Nazano wants to uh, uh, check out what they have on the uh, on the TV. <laughs> but you have to pay for it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> These places usually have a particular kind of uh, thing uh, on the TV. Ah, you have to pay for it, stingy. <laughs> Being the gremlin that she is, she wants the thing on the TV so she can crank up the volume so that the people in the next room over feel pressured to do better. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> oh, she she says that outright. She explains this in detail to go. While that is all very funny, they do have a whole uh, conversation. Uh, getting more into the uh, emotional diving in as uh, uh, she's like, so really, after the bath, I looked so good. You barely recognized me, huh? Look, that's fine. I tease you because it's a bit like uh, shaking up a drink to stir around all the flavors. You, I taste your emotions when we do this. So uh, I want to mix all those flavors together. I want you to experience all different kinds of emotions, which... Again, from Ko's perspective, sounds really wholesome. And then uh, uh, yet another immortal panel. Ko's POV, she's leaning in going, tonight you were amazing. And it's like, okay. <laughs> Takes uh, a bit of pride in that. And that's when the porn joke happens, but. <laughs> I almost feel bad for him, but I don't. Same. No, everything he does is because of his own. This is largely, it's... if not completely self-inflicted. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's the end of that night. We cut to the next night where, seemingly out of nowhere, uh, Nezuno's just like, hey, you want to go to a pool party? Sure. You're into bathing suits now? <laughs> they're uh, uh, talking about uh, where, where they want to go because they're just sort of wandering. I want to know where these, like, hopping midnight pool parties are. They sound rad. <laughs> right? So do we know if they're, like, in a dense metropolitan area? Well, yeah. I... If any manga doesn't tell me where they are, I assume a suburb of Tokyo. Because, <laughs> okay. like, yeah, it's like New York. I think they City. do There's mention. Some... I think they do mention that it is in Tokyo. I think. I could be wrong about that, though. Yeah, because I'm just like that's not too preposterous to assume if it's like that kind of area where there's always some type of nightlife or some kind of event going on. I, which I want to know the nightlife that rents out swimsuits. <laughs> <laughs> right but nizuna's really about this idea she wants to be a party girl well she's right. like i'm gonna be the most beautiful one there <laughs> one of the beautiful people because she's like a vampire or something and they have this immense sense of beauty and intrigue among them amongst them yeah, well there's also casually mentions that uh, yeah vampires have glamours and i'm like oh well i guess that's got confirmed uh, <laughs> yeah. so there, there's also the element of we we start off very much in Ko's head, and uh, he he's learning some things. Mm -hmm. I like bikinis. <laughs> <laughs> that is mostly what he is learning. My favorite part is after learning he likes bikinis, he quickly learns. Nezuna comes out wearing clothes over her bikini. She's he's just like, I think she's even sexier with more clothes on. And I'm like, Ko! <laughs> <laughs> Hey, hey, hey. That is a mature, that's a mature, like, idea, because, Sometimes you know, more is less. Good, yeah. he's beginning to believe. <laughs> also, go get me a beer, because I think I drink those. <laughs> Kid, you're 14. How did you even get into this party? Did they not card you? I, well, it's Japan. I don't think they card for shit. <laughs> <laughs> nah, <true. laughs> But yeah, it's uh, actually it's actually Nazana who decides that she's she she's gonna uh, go get a beer for herself, and she's like, "Hey, Ko, you want one?" And he he's like, hey, "You know what? Why not? I'll try it." Yeah, sure, okay. His contemplations of justice are uh, interrupted as everyone in the party is like, uh, sees uh, Nazana and says, "Damn, what a babe!" And she's just blindly uh, meandering through the party, like, "Okay, where's the beer?" Beer. 
beer. Nazana is surely enjoying the attention on top of it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we see that. Three guys end up going up to her to uh, hit on her. Yeah, out openly hit on her. Oh, you, um, you say that. I will say, as far as manga guys hitting on a girl in a group, no, I, this I, is I like the least. these guys. Yeah, yeah no. They're, they're, they see a girl at a party and they are just going over to hit on her, like in a very normal way. Yeah, I'm, no, yeah. It, there's nothing creepy about it. They're like, uh, hey, are you alone? Uh, I mean, if you're not alone, we'll we'll buzz off. We'll, like, we'll, like they're they're very we'll nice scram. about it. Yeah, no, and we'll and buy you a drink, maybe we can talk a bit more. Like <laughs> they're actually normal people hitting on a pretty girl in a way normal people do. I really like this scene. It's like this is a manga. I'm not expecting these guys not to be huge assholes. <laughs> right. <laughs> But no, it's it it caught me so off guard because, you know, Nazana's kind of leaning into it because she knows it'll bother Ko. And uh Yeah, the toxic people in this situation are no surprise, Nazana and Ko. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. He uh he runs over, uh, grabs her by the hand and drags her away, and she's like, sorry boys, my date showed up. <laughs> and they're like, damn. Well, good on you, kid. <laughs> they give him like a thumbs up, like good luck, buddy. You really scored with that one. <laughs> like they're freaking wholesome, man. <laughs> I didn't expect it. That panel threw me so hard. Was <laughs> prepared for Ko to like start fighting them or something? Because that is what always happens in this situation in manga. No, mm-hmm. they're oh, always. They're always people that are like actual harassers, like you're committing a crime, buddy. But no, these guys are, they're like honestly congratulating Ko behind his back for having. Ah, man, sucks to be us, but good on you, kid. Good luck. I want to see more of them. Me too. They seem like, uh, they seem like chill dudes. But yeah, uh, now now we've had a case where before something that Ko did actually genuinely got under uh, Nazana's skin. Uh, now now it uh, goes the other way, and once again we get that briefest glimmer of uh, they're uh, slightly clearing the red flags, and Nazana is like, "Yeah, I, I, I crossed a line, didn't I? Uh, sorry about that." <laughs> mm-hmm. Hey, let me make it up to you by Hulk jumping you into the pool of your uh, school. <laughs> I'm sorry, what splash? Slightly immersion breaking. Nazuna has a reflection in the water. Come on. No, she doesn't. Yeah, she does. No, her cape's floating. No, when they're when she's uh feeding off a snack. Oh shit, you're right! Yeah! Maybe that's how the vampires do it. You need to do it in water. Some bullshit! <laughs> well, uh, okay. I, if I had to wow, This manga's garbage. We're done. Episode over. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it had something to do with the moon and some bullshit like that. Look, if if we want to get literary analysis, part of the reason that the reflection doesn't work is because mirrors were silvered, and ah. sil- and silver is associated with purity and goodness, so the unclean vampire does not appear in it. Nothing pure happens in a school pool. Exactly. <laughs> 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 yeah, so that's how that's how other vampires are able to uh, look at their faces and whatnot. You got to do it in water. Mm-hmm. Anyway, at the end of that night, we uh, cut back to another night where it is revealed uh, what a uh, crucial thing we all should have been wondering. Who is paying for all these extravagant things that have been going on? Turns out uh, Nasuna has been paying for them and she is now flat broke because she's been hanging out with a 14 year old boy all month. She has no money because she's not been doing any jobs. 
these have not been working. <laughs> How do you think I made being, money anyway? Well, being a sugar mommy is hard. <laughs> how did you think i made money anyway well considering how we met i just kind of assumed you were a prostitute <laughs> not far off yeah i'm a professional cuddler so you're a prostitute no and what's with the cosplay <laughs> i do like nurse outfit i do like how there is literally a cosplay option on her little menu thing I love how it's an extra 20 bucks <laughs> like <laughs> jokes on you i actually enjoy wearing this <laughs> wait there's an extra 200 bucks no it's literally yeah. 20 bucks yeah her her rates are insane yep <laughs> hey pay me for what i like doing her massage is the equivalent of like 40 dollars like oh fair oh you know what she's not actually a sex worker so i guess that clears things up <laughs> yeah. yeah apparent like she had to have certifications or whatever all that stuff but she does not have certifications. No, she was lying about that 100%. Ah, okay. Lap pillow, 10 minutes, 1,000 yen. Dollar a minute. That's a... That's a... a minute for lap pillow. That's not good for, um... Yeah. Like, client work. Because that's not, like, expected bit... No, we're not going to dive into this. <laughs> <laughs> you want to criticize her rates and say she needs to upcharge people she might lose well, some clients that way no because clearly if she charges too much she won't be working out under the table which this is out of her apartment in an abandoned building the fact she gets any clients at all is an amazing like a miracle like yeah you know those numbers call this number for massage she is that person <laughs> oh no oh my i mean you're not wrong but still <laughs> standard cuddle buddy course three thousand yen Doting mother course, 35. I don't like that. <laughs> the doting mother I'm just saying you can't deny there is a market for that. And she's able there... to provide those services for a fee. That, that is true. I'm just not okay with that fact. <laughs> I'm not okay that her uh, like menu does not indicate what these courses are. And given her line of work, there are going to be some assumptions made. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the thing. One of the things that you'll hear, like, when there's, like, you know, deep dive on the oldest profession or whatever is one of the things that it's, like, so many times people in that line of work are really aren't even there for, like, the racy things you think of. It's just people looking for companionship. So there are going to be people who are going to assume things are on Nazana's venue. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, I mean, like, here's the thing. The way that she talks, I legitimately don't know whether that's true or not either. <laughs> <laughs> I could go either way. Look, I'm I'm saying I don't think Nazana puts sexual options on the menu. I don't think she would turn down twenty dollars. <laughs> you know what? Not. You know what? You've probably got the read there. <laughs> uh, God damn it, Nazana! <laughs> that was a common refrain while reading. Indeed, but um, she offers uh, something off the menu to Ko, and he's like, "You're charging me? Oh no, you get one on the house tonight." she's an idiot after complaining about not having any money. <laughs> I think okay. it's an issue if you keep giving freebies away because you're just a curious person. I don't want to say nice because she sometimes is not nice. <laughs> I think curious is the better word for it. I agree. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Ko gets a completely platonic massage. Um, you can tell how platonic it is by how often he thinks loudly, this is completely platonic. I am feeling nothing. <laughs> this is completely normal. I didn't pick the massage course because I thought it'd be something else. 
<laughs> I didn't pick the Messiah Scorch because I thought it'd be sexy. I'm definitely not thinking that now as I'm lying on my stomach and she's straddling my back. I'm not thinking about that at all. I swear, I don't have any dirty thoughts. As she walks in front of me towards my head to get at my shoulders and she's wearing a skirt and I'm lying down and I'm not looking up. I am not looking up. I swear it. Ugh. Gentlemen. <laughs> it's like, that's a God. word for it. Uh -huh. <laughs> there are clubs for gentlemen like us. <laughs> I studied massage. I'm pretty good, right? Yeah, I'm sure it's very popular. And then uh, she goes into this whole thing about how the different pressure points. Uh, and then the one that helps people fall asleep is located right on the base of the neck, which is conveniently also where she feeds from. And she kind of um, muses for a bit. Maybe that's why you get so sleepy after I'm done feeding. Yeah. Wait, someone's at the door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they were just about to get into it. And then knock, 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 ding. Or, well, yeah, ding dong. They ring the, uh, they ring the bell. I feel like we got interrupted in the middle of something forbidden. <laughs> Co, that's because you did. <laughs> Are you not aware? I, I mean, I know you're a 14 year old boy. Of course, you, you aren't aware. Are you not aware of the situation that you're in? <laughs> and then it's like, oh, it's probably just a mistake, right? No, it's an actual customer. I forgot to take the sign down, which I mean, like, didn't you not have money? Why would you have been taking the sign down? You put the sign up because you were expecting to make money tonight. So this is actually really good that this happened. Yeah. <laughs> but but no. you got distracted by sexing up your boyfriend. That's it. I'm not wrong. You're oh, yeah, no, you're right. exactly correct. Yes. But yeah, uh, Nazna decides instead that she wants to uh, hide in her room and play Mario Kart. Hey, Ko, you can handle that, right? <laughs> no! I'm sorry. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> this woman is coming over for, because this is a female client, is the mm -hmm. important bit. Um, of course. Is coming over for a massage, and it is revealed uh, in a little bit of a... It's not, it's not so much a flashback. It's like jumping back in time to explain how she got there. Yeah. Um, Otherwise, no, she, it's a flashback. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it is. It's a very brief one, but anyway. Yeah, but uh, so the story kind of cuts to her, and she complains about being an office lady, having to go out for drinks with her... Uh, co-workers and how she doesn't like any of them she likes her job she just doesn't like them hates the people yeah totally just... relate <laughs> it was very painful <laughs> because they're all weird creepers and she is the only woman on their team and apparently yeah. she is frequently accosted by jokes followed by was that sexual harassment and i'm like ew yeah, what? Uh-huh, if, if, hey, uh, good rule of thumb. If you have to ask that question, the answer is usually yes. It's uh, great to see that, uh, given how uh, modern Call of the Night is, it's great to see that Japan is still doing really well with that issue. <laughs> and uh, she's also gotten to the habit of, uh, when they're all carpooling home after they're drinking, of uh, getting dropped off at random street corners so none of them know where she lives. Yeah, I get the sense, though, that even though, as you said, like, these guys are creepers, like, I don't think it's necessarily that she worries about necessarily just them visiting her, like, drunk or whatever. I think it's legitimately, like, trying to further distance yourself from your, like, office people. Like, mm -hmm. I just don't want to be affiliated with this yeah, aspect she, of my life. She's annoyed by the things, but I I don't think she feels genuinely threatened by any of them. Yeah. She's yeah. just it's annoyed by them. She's just like, I just don't want anyone to know 
anything like, about me. Yeah, like she recognizes that the obnoxious and appropriate comments are jokes and not serious. That doesn't make them okay, though, so I don't want them to know where I live. So she decides to go to this really weird masseur she met once, weirdly in the middle of the night on the street. What can only be described as, like, a sitcom plot? <laughs> she is too tired to massage her client, so she needs Ko to massage her client. Don't worry, massaging is easy. You've had a massage before, just do that. No? Nazuna, that, that, this doesn't make any sense. No, just do it, I'm, I'm tired, go. Wear the sexy maid outfit. What? <laughs> I'm gonna keep playing Mario Kart. Oh, I forgot, the, the big thing is like, okay, since you're doing all the work, I'll split the pay 50-50 with you. Hold on, what? Also, oh, you don't want money? Maybe I can give you a little something extra. No, 2,000 yen's fine. But to him, suddenly gung-ho, ready to do this, because yeah, he's in it for more than the money. Uh, uh -huh. <laughs> well, uh, but but like the the constant refrain in his head is, I'm doing this for the 2,000 yen. I'm doing this to, for the 2,000 yen. I'm definitely not doing this for anything else. I am very specifically doing it. He's not doing it for the 2,000 yen. <laughs> Meanwhile, this office lady is incredibly creeped out. <laughs> yeah. She's like, Which, understandable, honestly. The last time I was here, there was a female masseuse. Uh, the boss is off tonight. Okay. Yeah, I'm just handling it. And she's like, I don't want to get massaged by a man, but I already came all the way here, and I guess it's fine. And then as they're talking, she's like, wait, how old are you? 14. And then she immediately, like, almost gets up and's like, well, I don't want to go to jail. <laughs> <laughs> There is a whole panel of her being like, oh, yeah. Wait, 14! <laughs> Why are you working? I I want money. Okay, I get that part, but... <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't really answer my question. Well, uh, life's boring, so I want money. <laughs> also, and, uh, I love being out at night. It's so nice and exotic. Don't you agree? Uh, you don't understand. When you're an adult, you have to go do things that you don't like, and it's boring and dumb, and I hate it. There's a really kind of intense scene where, like, they're in the middle of having this discussion. Her, Yeah, her phone rings and she recognizes her boss has drunk dialed her and is going to demand that she put in overtime, basically. Well, mm -hmm. worse than that, he wants her to go finish his work at two in the morning because he's essentially like he went out drinking. He's like, hey, I forgot to finish this. Can you go get it done before tomorrow? And I'm like, and even Ko overhearing is like, that's bullshit. <laughs> Yeah, that is incredibly stupid, especially because she, like, breaks down into tears, like, God, I hate these stupid assholes so much. Okay, that's, that, that moment's over, I better get going. No, you were crying, you're not leaving. And in the best way to handle this possible, Ko decides to barricade the door. The door with his body, yep. <laughs> this woman who is feeling slightly uncomfortable now feels very uncomfortable. It, it, it gets better because then Nazna uh, alicards her way through the wall. Hey, kids, want to see a dead body? Uh, <laughs> What's all the yelling about? You need to help me not let this woman leave. She can't go back to work. Problem solved. <laughs> Throws her out the window. <laughs> that angle they choose for her falling out the window is a choice. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, Ko very briefly berates Nazna with, that is not what I meant, and then jumps out the window himself. <laughs> As she is now realizing, like, as she's falling, like, oh, man, I was just having a normal day and I hated everything and now I'm going to die. Just happened. She seems very kind of just, I guess this is happening. And I'm like, oh, geez, come on. 
But then 14-year-old boy diving through this thing is like, reach out, you gotta hold my hand! She's like, okay. And then, uh... gonna die! Grabs hand, and then Azuna saves them, because flying vampire. And, uh, Ko kind of just explains the plot to her. (laughs) As he is wont to do, uh, this is, uh, Nezuna. She's a vampire. I am trying to become a vampire, too. I need to fall in love with her, but... I'm doing that because I love the night so much and I don't want to give up on how cool it is to be out at night that it seems like you did when you had that whole breakdown. You became an office lady even though you hate it. So what I want you to know is never give up on the night. And you know what? If you need an escape, when I figure out how to become a vampire, I'll make you a vampire too. And she's like, wow, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool, kid. Nazada's just kind of standing off to the side like, you don't realize what you just offered to her, do you? And then Ko immediately says, no, I don't, but it seemed to help her, so I'm okay with it. <laughs> uh, uh, bless his heart, he tries. Yeah, it, it's very much the case where, like, uh, this is a slice of life series, so it's going to take a long time building to its point. I, I can't really say where this is going yet, but uh, this is definitely one of those cases where, you know, the, the, the metaphors of, like, the freedom of night and, you know, doing what you want, a lot of different ways that they can take it, but... Uh, yeah, and considering how this chapter ends is basically like, I wonder if there are more meetings like that ahead of me. <laughs> While showing four separate people, I'm like, oh, well, that's how they end volume two is like, here's the characters you're going to be meeting. Please buy volume three. Where's the plot's going to work out moving forward? I know you might be wondering that at this point. And I'm like, oh, cool. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, thus brings us to the end of our reading. Yeesh, what a ride. (laughs) So, uh, God, I was going to say the seminal question, but that feels very wrong to say for this manga. In this particular context. The um, the first of our discussion questions. Uh, favorite character. God, um, it's hard to say. Uh, there's uh, a lot of good uh, options to choose from, but I think I, I, think I uh, will actually say that... Um, Asai was my favorite character just because, you know, she's got the setup of, you know, to be a recurring character. Uh, her segment of the reading that we did was the one I, I enjoyed the most. And uh, I'm curious to see how the uh, the the tug of war between day girlfriend and night girlfriend will continue. <laughs> yes, that is uh, my choice for favorite character. Uh, Jacob, how about you? So uh, my choice should be obvious. It's the cat. of course (laughs) okay my actual choice i'm actually gonna say it's nazana one of the big things i really liked is i also really enjoyed the reading section uh section with um akira but one of the big reasons i liked it was because i felt it did a lot to um explore the depths and potential further depths of uh nazana phrasing god damn it uh (laughs) when it comes to her (laughs) but um I, I, I sort of I sort of like the um different paths that uh that she can go as a character. Um and um she is also just really cheeky and fun and enjoyable to read. So um uh I definitely identify <laughs> pretty strongly with Ko. Uh mm. but um uh not, I think my favorite same and not in ways I'm sure I'm comfortable with. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is another one where it's like, uh, oh boy, uh, see, seeing my high school self in a manga character, that hurts a lot, but it, I sure do identify with them. But well, yeah, I hey, think... No, it can't always be Blue Period, Jacob. 
<laughs> uh, we'll do another blue period uh eventually i most enjoyed my time with uh nazana because uh she's she's such a she's such a vibrant character I, i'm sure there's a mm. phrasing element of that but still that's i like her so they're <laughs> very luminescent <laughs> matt favorite character favorite character uh i gotta go with ko I think I've got the level of I don't really associate with him that well, so I can just see him as the broken character he is and laugh at his mm -hmm. failings because most of them are comedic. Oh, yeah, no, that that is that is absolutely true. And I see a lot of people I'm friends with in him, but I also make <laughs> fun of them for their failings. So really, it's just, you know, good, good boy all around. Uh, he's a good like he's got a nice chipper attitude, which I really love for someone who ends up being the butt of a lot of jokes. And it helps the whole, like, piece feel less, like, malicious, like you can run into sometimes. Like, he's mm -hmm. aware he's being made fun of. He just doesn't really care. He's rolling with the punches. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of a lot of what makes Ko Ko is the reason why Nazana comes off as likable as opposed to obnoxious. And that's a very important balance to strike in this kind of manga, because it, it can definitely reach the overbearing point of... Okay, seriously, he's already dead. Calm down. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the the going for the throat comment is funny rather than sad. All right, and Jay, favorite character. So my favorite character, to preface, um, I liked all of the characters for different reasons, but my favorite would have to be Nazuna, for mm. no other reasons that have not already been mentioned. All right, and uh, since this is a uh, rom com and we have some rom there with the com, uh, favorite ship. I can't tell if I like it more because I hope it works out better for the two of them or because I want to see it burn. But I gotta save the main ship of Ko and Nazuna. I mean, again, I sort of had the read of, um, I feel like uh, Nazuna is the type of person who falls in love quickly. And um, that's sort of why I'm a bit in agreement that I feel like that's an interesting direction to go for... Um, like a, a big moment of Ko realizing that the relationship hasn't been completely physical from her perspective, that it's actually been more physical from his perspective than hers, that being a big moment between them. I, I, I think it's interesting, though. Again, I also I also kind of wonder if Ko is aromantic, which if that's actually true and he's not just being a teenager, which is, strictly speaking, probably more likely from a writing perspective, but... Uh, it would be interesting to see an aromantic protagonist in a rom-com. Uh, that, that would create an interesting dynamic within the story onto itself. So uh, there you go. Uh, Matt, Jay, any thoughts on this topic from you folks? Jay, you got anything? Other than the main ship of Ko and Nazuna, I probably would like to see more of Akira because I feel as Ko comes to realize more of himself and more of you know what lies out there that it's not such a nihilistic view of the world um that he can kind of come to a sense that kind of what akira has where she is has a little bit of both where she's able to function in the day but also still have you know those interactions with the night or the pre-dawn that she currently has um and she's also just a good compliment to him where she recognizes his faults um, and in spite of those faults, still obviously is comfortable to interact and wish him, you know, fulfillment and happiness. Um, yeah. Basically, the reasons that I picked her as my favorite character. It's an interesting dynamic I want to see more of. 
And uh, the ultimate question, would you continue reading? Uh, resounding yes for me, this was uh, hilarious. And while I did feel attacked, it, it was weirdly nostalgic. It was kind of uh, fun to touch upon the aspects of myself that have not seen the light in many a year. <laughs> I, I listened to Voltaire music while reading this. I haven't done that in a decade. So it, it was a weird nostalgia trip for something that I have never uh, read before. Uh, Matt, would you continue reading? Pretty chill. I enjoyed it. Uh, I kind of, as with always with chill things, I enjoy as I read them. They're not something I really look out to go read. Mm -hmm. So... Mm. Nothing has really hooked me so far, I'm going to be honest, but that's not even like a bad thing. It's just that's sort of the nature of the storytelling yeah. style. Like, it's chill. I enjoyed my reading. I think nothing is moving me forward, but I, there's also nothing keeping me from going forward. So uh, if it's possible to give a like neutral answer to a yes or no question, uh, <laughs> that. this is it. Jay, would you continue reading? because it hits on like multiple points um i resonate for i resonate both with like i was trying to say earlier with ko and kilsumi now recently in you know my working life i see both edges of the fan yes this is nostalgic for me but it also kind of i don't know pulls into i i feel like for myself i've come kind of full circle where i recognize the parts of me that needed growth but now as an adult, I'm like, did I really want that growth? No, people still suck. Mm. <laughs> I need to go back to the night. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird, but yeah, as I kept on telling the rest of my hosts, it really felt like I was seen. And now I see it from like both perspectives now. I'm just like, Mm -hmm. I understand how, how she feels. <laughs> if there's anything about this manga, it is very seen. <laughs> In every sense of the word, to the, to the uh, uh, detriment of some character's mental health. <laughs> uh, as for me, um, the big thing for um, Call of the Night, from my perspective, is the thing I value most in stories and the thing I look to most is characters. I didn't do my normal thing of, of shouting out literally every character just because I loved everybody, though this is another case where that's true. There, weren't a, uh, there wasn't a huge number of, like, major characters. It's very tightly focused, mostly on Nazna and Ko, uh, with, I mean, even, even Akira to a large extent feels less focused on in a sense the uh the dynamics between those three in particular but also between them and all of the other you know one-off characters like heck the fact that it made those uh the 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 dudes at the pool party hitting on nazana actually like instantly likable and i want to see more of those rando <laughs> no-name background characters says something good about the character writing in this story so uh yep. it's it's definitely a yes from me all right and uh, thank you, everyone, once again, for tuning in to the Over Manga Cast. As always, you can find us on all of your social media, where we are at Over Manga Cast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, we've also got our website, OverMangaCast.com, where you can uh, keep up with the show, uh, listen to episodes, drop us a line on uh, comments on an episode or uh, something you want us to read. You can also catch us on YouTube, where you can like, comment, and subscribe. 
And as always, we appreciate reviews in any and all forms on any of your podcatchers of choice, although iTunes and Spotify, does Spotify do reviews? I don't know. iTunes is preferable. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure you can give us five stars on Spotify, so do that as well. I mean, do it everywhere, but also ever do it on iTunes. Yes. And Apple to- Podcasts, I should say. Yes. And tune in next week where we are going to be reading Lucifer and the Biscuit Hammer, chapters 1 through 16. Keeping the summer uh, season going. Indeed, indeed. So if you want to keep up with the show, uh, read that for next Thursday. And uh, good night, everybody. Good night, folks. Good night, everybody. Stay up too late.